Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Broken Links, and they have a new album called Conflict States. Actually, quick question mark. Did I say that right? Is it Conflict States, or do I have to take a pause because of the colons? Oh, let's let's go. No, you got it just right. Just right there, yeah. <laughs> I did that you guys did that. It's cool, though. So for everybody listening in, it's Conflict, colon, colon, states. Um Conflict Saves was released on April 30th. Right now, I'm being joined by Mark to share some more information about this release and what the boys have got going on. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. Absolutely. Great to have you on. Now, actually, one of my first questions is, Conflict States, what could this be about? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the, the, the album's taken a while to make. Um, we've done two albums previously. Uh, we always like to have a sort of concept whilst we're doing the album. So the first one was a bit of an apocalyptic um, kind of concept. The second one was a little bit out space, uh, that kind of concept. And for this one, we've gone, we got a bit frustrated with um, our first two albums because they're relatively well, we're quite a relatively unknown band. We've, you know, spent a lot of money and a lot of effort producing the, our first two albums to mainly go unheard. And we just thought to ourselves, well, we're, we're burning ourselves out here and we're not really enjoying it because we're pushing, pushing the band very hard to not really get very far. So we just said, screw it for this third album. We'll just go. We, we will basically pay nothing to make it. So, um, we've done it all at home. Um, and rather than trying to bow down to any sort of demands or any expectations, we just sort of decided that we're going to write about what we want to write about. We, we've decided to not um, not give a hoot, basically, about uh, trying to, you know, fit into any kind of style or any kind of uh, trend that's going on. So we've really written an album, which we've... Well, it's basically the album we really, really wanted to write. It's quite dark. It's quite heavy. Um, and it sort of mirrors exactly what's been going on in the world the past couple of years. You know, there's been a lot of terrorism, especially over in the UK. We've had Brexit and God knows what else going on. It's just uh, there's a lot of conflict in the world at the moment. You know, there's wars going on all over the places conflicts between friends you know there's all sorts of things going on um so i guess what the conflict that basically that's what it's all about it's about conflict and the states is just sort of uh opening it all up and just basically saying there's conflict worldwide mm-hmm. and that's what the album's about really yeah I mean, there's so much going on in the world and obviously in the uk with brexit which i hear is going very well and super smooth no issues huh. whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> no issues whatsoever. All the paperwork's been signed. Everything's good to go. That uh, this may have something to do with that, or with the state of the world in general. Um, but it's, it's, yes, it's all yeah. In, it's not. I mean, it's not a political album. We don't want it to be a political album. But it's right. just sort of like I'm not a very politically charged person, but. It seems sometimes everyone around me is, you know, so it's like, uh, and it's just like there, there are other things going on in the world, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, 
Yeah, it's sort of uh, yeah, it's got that sort of message to it. I think the album. Uh huh. Exactamente, baby. Well, and sometimes um, the band has written the album, say two years ago. The pandemic got in the way. They finally released it, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the pandemic. They were writing about something else, or you know, other other things. But it just fits so well with what's going on right now. So I guess that was kind of my angle was. Is this actually written about what's going on, or is it just a coincidence that this sounds like it's written about what's going on? It's a yeah, it's an absolute coincidence. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, there's some there's some songs in there about terrorism, which was there was a lot of stuff going on in the UK at the time about that, and then there was a there was some stuff about um, antibiotic resistance going on. Mm-hmm. Um, in the news over here, and they were sort of like saying, "Well, antibiotics aren't are going to stop working pretty soon because uh, we're just sort of uh, <laughs> we're just dish, dishing them out willy nilly." And I thought, "Well, that's an interesting concept. What happens if you know what what would happen to the world if you know we you know we had no medicine basically, and it all stopped working? You'd basically have this sort of wild pandemic." And people would just be sort of sectioned off in their, on their islands, sort of decaying and rotting away a little bit. Wow. So one of our songs is um, a bit like that. It's got that as a concept. And, of course, then COVID happens. So <laughs> so it's, all, it's, yeah, it's an absolute coincidence, but it all sounds very, yeah, it sounds like it was written for the pandemic, but it it wasn't really. It was just before. <laughs> Does, because uh, the interesting thing, uh, reading some fantasy novels about or uh, movies about these kinds of situations, watching them now, it's like, man, are they really off the mark? That is not how people react in the middle of a, a situation. Um, did that happen at all in this case of this song? Do, are you surprised at like how accurate you guys were about the way people kind of sequester themselves, or were you are you off the mark? Well, it was. Um it was worst case scenario, which I had in my mind when I was writing that, you know, people, you know, r- ravaged with disease and it was spreading like a plague, you know, and, 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 and then they have to basically cut islands off and no one can go in or out, you know, uh, it's kind of done that, but obviously there's not, the disease isn't as bad as, um, what I was thinking about in that song. I guess I was thinking, have you ever seen that film 28 days later? Yes. Long time ago, but I did. Yeah, I sort of had that in my mind where there's a virus out and about, a rage virus, you know, and then they had to basically shut down the whole of the country. It was that sort of thing I had going on in my mind. Um, yeah, it just so happens that, uh, yeah, COVID come along. And uh, <laughs> it makes me look like I'm a little, bit, um, a little bit of a fortune teller, but I'm not. Oh, <laughs> I was about to ask you for the lottery numbers. Uh, yeah, God. I know. Now, if I knew that, if I knew that, I'd buy 20,000 copies of our album firstly so we can climb up the charts. That's what I'd do. Yeah. <laughs> Manufacture it. Payola a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, here in Canada, we had payola back in, like, I think it was the 70s and 80s where you would pay to get on the radio. You'd be on the payola. Right. Yeah. The radio station would be getting money from bands or artists to be on the radio. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything like that in the UK, but... Oh, there's a lot of stuff like that going on. Well, even pay to play. You know, when we go, when you want to do a live show, you may may have to pay to go and play the gig. There's a lot of that at the moment. Um, you know, 
yeah there's 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 a lot of uh areas when when you're in a band our sort of size it's sort of like you always have to pump a little bit of money in in it just to get a bit of exposure it seems all the time but yeah mm-hmm. it's part of it part of it now you mentioned some home recording in the first couple of albums so it's 2012 2015 disasters and divide restore and now we have the new album coming out this year in 2021 uh and it looks like from what i read you guys recorded at a proper studio bl studios oh yeah bl studios that's broken link studios that uh-huh. is um which uh-huh. is basically yeah that's yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my, that's my laptop on the table uh in my small one bedroom house yeah <laughs> okay fantastic so it looks like it's still going very well um yeah. so how did you guys do that then did you send it off to get mixed and mastered or did you guys take care of that on the old laptop as well yeah, so the new album, it's all completely done by us. It's 100% DIY to go with that whole ethic of we're not going to make any money out of being in a band, so we're not going to spend any. Right. So it's all just being completely us. So without any skills whatsoever, we basically had to make this album, learn how to mix, learn how to master, and now we've done that. We've now got to make music videos, and we're sort of doing all of that DIY as well. Um, so it's not costing us any money. Um, which leaves us a little bit of money to actually promote the thing at the end, which we didn't get right the first two times around. We spent a lot of money at studios trying to, you know, mix it and master it and make it sound great. Spend a lot of money there and then not have any money at the end of it to try and promote the album. So, it, you know, it basically just went on Bandcamp and no one had ever heard of it. No, oh. no one had ever bought it. So now oh. it's sort of a, the other way around a little bit. And now we're promoting it. It's sort of like, wow, we've never heard of you guys before. And you've got a massive discography. Oh, I just buy all of your discography <laughs> along with a new album. And it's like, yeah, that's nice. That's nice of you. But um, yeah, so we're getting a, um, a bit of money coming in now, which sort of helps us promote the band a little bit more, get to reinvest it back into promotion again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That brings up so many conversations, Mark. So many, so many conversations. Um, was it Benjamin Franklin who said that in order to be wealthy, you must spend money on things that are intelligent to spend money on, uh, Hmm. paraphrasing, but basically that being a miser and being cheap, isn't going to do you any good. It's going to hurt you actually, but being frugal where you're choosing what to spend your money on is where you're going to see the growth come back. And so you're spending money on promotion so that all of your hard work gets noticed so people can hear it, so people can buy it because now they know it's there. It's huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Facebook is um, obviously we can't go out and gig at the moment um, and we're releasing this album. So having a tool like Facebook around where you can literally make your own adverts and then target it to people that listen to particular music in particular countries. And then you can slap a, a wedge of cash on it. Um, and it, we're starting to see a lot of benefit coming back from that. Um, our band camps, the busiest it's ever been at the moment. And uh, the new albums outsold the last two um, several times over now. So um yeah, it's it's paying off a little bit, um, but again, it's very small. It's still small time, you know. We're not Coldplay, 
you know, and I'm not sure we'd want to be, but um, <laughs> it'd be nice. It'd be nice to have the choice. <laughs> so I'm guessing that's when Gary came in. Gary with two R's. Gary, yeah. over, Gary over at San PR. So if anybody listening in, um, Mark got in touch with me because he hired Gary. Speaking of that promoter, and Gary has two R's in his name, which makes him special and unique, and I'm sure more beautiful than any other man on the planet. And uh, he reached out to me and said, what do you think of this band? And I said, they're great. They should come onto my show. And so now they're on the show. And that's part of that promotion. How did you guys get in touch with Gary? How'd you find Gary? Um, well, it's the, it's the uh, obviously we wanted to get uh, PR yeah. um, for the new album. And we've worked with PR before on other albums. And um, it's always been a bit hit and miss, hit or miss, because um, it's very expensive and um, sometimes you can find you might plow several thousand pounds, um, which will be even more thousand Canadian dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be. And, and uh, you may find that you only get like a, a news clipping here and there, you know, and it's like, well, we just paid, paid three grand or something similar and not really a lot's come back. So um, this time around, we've obviously um, gone through and we contacted a lot of people and we narrowed it all down to who we thought was the best fit. And um, Sam PR, Gary at Sam PR, we just really liked um, his website. Um, he was obviously, he obviously specializes in the genres, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of uh, rock genres. And we obviously fit into that. Whereas before we may have been with a PR company that didn't necessarily fit in with that. Uh, and he just seemed like an honest guy um, with the responses he gave, um, like, you know, zero, you know, BS, you know, mm-hmm. it was all, straight down the middle honest and we've, we've been really happy with everything he's done so far so yeah it's a really good choice mm-hmm. uh, i'd highly recommend him to anyone listening yeah who's in a band yeah i w- if i were in a band and i had to promote it or get it promoted whatever or a self-release i would consider gary with two r's gary son i call him gary son because of the sand pr so gary son like uh all right yeah know, yeah like, like a japanese thing uh a thousand Great British Pound Sterling is currently one thousand seven hundred and twenty-seven dollars and fifty-four cents Canadian. Mm. Oh, so it's not that much more, you yeah. know, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it's usually <laughs> the euro is usually about one point five, and then the the Great British Pound is usually somewhere between that one point five and two, mm. two times the amount, or just a little bit less. And look, so right now it's about a little bit less. Cool. So we're chatting about home recording, the payola system, working with a promoter such as Gary. We chat about this album, uh, what's going on, a theme concept-ish about uh, conflicts going on in the world. And you also mentioned doing music videos, and there are a couple of music videos that are up right now, Replicas and Pioneers. And it also seems like there's a theme between uh, those music videos with the, the masked uh, antagonist or protagonist. Hmm. Yeah. I think, again, I think that's a coincidence. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's only so much you can do when there's, when there's a lockdown, you know, you're not allowed out the house, you know, so you've got to try and make a music video in order to release the album. So that pioneers. Um, we do feature in it, the, the band, each one of us, but we're at home um, and we got, you know, we got our missuses to take a video and then we basically <laughs> they all sent them to me. And I uploaded them into a tool called Rota, 
which is an online tool where you basically pay them nine pounds or 12 Canadian dollars. And um, it, you basically pick from stock footage um, a load of videos. You can mi- upload your own, mix it all in and choose a style and it will spit out a music video for you. No. So we use that on Pioneers. And um, no. yeah, that's the, I think, yeah, nine pounds. That was, um, that's literally the best looking video we've ever had. The future is starting <laughs> to scare me, Mark. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. But if you watch it, if you watch it several times, you'll probably notice that towards the end, um, sort of ran out of video. So it loops right back to the start again. So, so so, yeah, you know, for for the keen eye, they'd spot that, you know, but um, yeah. So that's what that music video is about. And then the replicas one is a bit more, um, we had to think of a story, um, you know what can what can you talk about replicas you know it's about you know copycats things like that and identity and we're just thinking of ideas of what we can do that isn't going to break the bank um so we just thought well why can't we um why can't we get the neuroses and all of these negative thoughts and feelings which humans have and somehow have them chasing us around um and inevitably uh, killing us at the end but um, yeah, we did that, and that's where we got the masks, and uh, we just doodled words on them and just ran around. Um, and I filmed it all on my um, iPhone eight, so uh, it's still going strong. You know, what are we on now? A twelve, something like that. So it should be obsolete soon, the iPhone eight. But um, yeah, yeah. I actually met somebody the other day who was still running an iPhone six. So what a legend. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, hey, if the battery's still working and everything's still going, hey, why not? Um, yeah, they're giving that TLC to get that through, haven't they? Yeah, some serious TLC. Yeah. Right, let's let's find out for a second here. Apple.ca. Uh, Apple has a plan. Earth won't wait. Neither will we. 2030. Learn more. No, I want to know about your iPhones. Um, they're going to do something for the planet, it looks like, Mark. AirTag. <laughs> what in the world is an AirTag? I, I feel old right now, Mark. I'm like, technology, what is this stuff? Moving too fast. Let's just go to the to the buffet or something, and which we can't do. So they still have the XR, the 11, the SE, whatever that means, and the 12 and the 12 Pro. So, yeah, so they're on 12 now. Yeah. Yeah, so we did it on iPhone 8. Um, chucked that all into Adobe Premiere and just sort of, um, you know, chopped it all up with my limited skills in that put the software and we just spat it on youtube just spat it and it's doing okay yeah yeah just spit it on there and it was it's doing okay it's doing okay um but um we've got to move on now because we've got a um a third single coming out in may uh called um cold war and we've got to have a mute gary wants us to have a music video ready in in a fortnight i think what? So we're um, we've been yeah, he's cracking the whip. He is. So we we've, we've been out. <laughs> Listen here, Gary. Two R's. Think you're so special. It's a pandemic, Gary. There's a lockdown, Gary. Come on. Yeah, I know, but yeah, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. So we we were out last weekend filming the next music video, and we've got to also do some extra stuff this weekend. But um, it should be interesting. It's um. Again, what can you do? You know, three lads with a phone in a lockdown. We're basically going to be, um, we're dressing up in it. Do you remember um, Commando, the movie, uh-huh. Arnie? Uh-huh. Do you remember Bennett, the the villain? 
No, it's been a very long time since I've seen uh-huh. Commando, and uh, that movie is as old as I am. <laughs> <laughs> quite so, literally, uh, 1985, yeah. quite literally. But anyway, tell me about Benny. Yeah, so yeah, Bennett. We're basically Bennett, uh, one 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 of us is dressing up as him. Uh, someone at one of, another member of the band's dressing up as Doctor Robotnik uh, from Sonic. And then the other one's dressing up as Dr. Evil from uh, Austin Powers. And we're basically going to play a game of laser tag mm-hmm. um, in a local field. And it's all filmed on the iPhone again. And hopefully it's not going to, it's going to look better than it sounds, hopefully. Um, but I can't promise that. There's no guarantees in this business. Um, so we'll just see how it goes. Very true. The movie poster for Commando says, somewhere, somehow, someone's going to pay. Yeah. I like it. I remember these old movies. Growing up, there was like Rambo and Schwarzenegger, and you had all these guys who were going around with the big muscles and the guns. And then, and then what happened, Mark? The the '90s happened. Yeah, twins. Twins. That's what happened. Yeah, twins. Kindergarten cop. Yeah, kinder. Yeah, exactly. And uh, oh man, is it twins where he he gets pregnant or something, or that's a different one? Oh, Junior. That might be Junior. Okay. No, I don't have a tumor. And that is that the kindergarten cop where he says, "No, I don't have a tumor." Wow. Who am I, Now I'd have to. I don't recall because I get, especially during the pandemic, this is an actual problem going on right now. Everybody's at home. Everybody has technology, and everybody thinks they have talent. Mark. So what's happening right now is the internet has just become a raging cesspool, and it's only going to get worse. It's just just a just a shit storm of shit everywhere, and it actually makes it really easy to stand out on top because all you have to do is be good, and then you'll be just like sailing on top of this massive shit storm that the internet is starting to become because it's like a year and a half of everybody being at home with technology. I didn't get the vibe that it was. I mean, everybody's recording at home now, but I didn't get the vibe that you guys were like figuring this out as you were doing it because. I can tell we do audio engineering here and I can, I can tell when it's like, okay, those are the drums from GarageBand, you know, which are good for a demo, but like you should figure that out or something, you know, or I can tell you guys did a line six pod, which, you know, works for a demo, but you guys need to keep moving forward. So I didn't, I didn't get that vibe. So good job. No, thank you very much. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if he was just exposing all our secrets then, but yeah, we didn't use real drums on the album. Nobody we does, used, Mark. Um, e- yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I spent a long time, I've spent a long time uh, getting software demos, trying them all out, trying to find out which ones actually sound real. You know, Addictive Drums 2 is good, but it does sound very demo-y. And then I've just stumbled across Easy Drummer 2, and go. the drums sounded real. Yep. So... Um, stuck with them um we've used pods but we've also used a bit of amplitude on there and a bit of guitar rig um so there's uh, yeah there's there's all sorts of different bits of software on there um but yeah none of it's real amps none of it's real drums um none of it will be baby yeah but yeah no it sounds okay sounds okay but you, you know i must have mixed that album 25 times i reckon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean you can still tell it's 
it's got this certain feel because one of my favorite albums ever is the holy bible from the manic street preachers Definitely. if you listen to that it's got a very lo-fi kind of sound to it like it's actually been recorded on the cheap on a t- on a tape in some grotty little room somewhere probably and was it's, you know it's yeah and it's like <laughs> you know, i like that sound and uh and I almost feel like with my with the limited skills I have, I've managed to recreate it by not having enough skills to make it sound polished. So it almost <laughs> sounds a little bit like it's suffocating in a way. Yeah. And at the same time, I've I've not I don't really know how to master, it, and I've just basically pushed the life out of it by making it loud as hell. Yeah. And it's just it just seems to have this sort of um, feel to it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be as great as any you know. Uh, you know any massive studio but um i'm quite pleased with the results of it but it, it took a long time to get there a hell of a long time a lot of trial and error uh-huh. um bashing my head into the wall but wow. yeah at least you save money i mean you don't have a head anymore but at least you save money yeah yeah oh. yeah yeah uh cool because yeah we do we do that kind of stuff um but obviously we charge money so we w- we would have it done for you like in a week without any any head bashing, but it would it would cost you. Um, yeah. Which actually might be kind of interesting. I might even consider doing that for free, just because I dig the stuff, and maybe it gets you a better sound, maybe it doesn't. But um, cool. So we chatted about home recording, payolas, working with a promoter, DIY music videos, Arnold Schwarzenegger, because you have to get him in there somewhere. Uh, the yeah. album conflict states. We chatted about figuring out your way through uh, mixing and mastering and using. Uh, tools available to the modern music producer. Um, and we talked about not feeling any shame because everything that you hear on the radio also uses those things. Um, especially in today's day and age, uh, the million dollar studio, the $2 million studio, there's just not enough coin to keep those things going anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. with, with a lack of record sales. Because record sales used to promote that stuff, and then we stopped selling records, and streaming hasn't really figured out a way to make the music industry pump like it used to. So that's that's another conversation to be had about how Spotify takes more than they give. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Boom. Is there anything that we missed, Mark? Um. No, I think we're I think we're all good. There's a lot of stuff covered there. A lot of stuff covered there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the album's out next Friday. Um, and look out for a new music video, uh, middle of May, um, and that'll be that one which I mentioned before with the uh, Bennett, Doctor Robotnik, and uh, Doctor Evil. So that should be a laugh for at least at least one person in the world must laugh at that. Um, my wife and I, my wife and I actually just watched Austin Powers, and um, I don't mean to sound rude. Just the way you say Doctor Evil is exactly the way said it. They said it in the movie because obviously you have a British accent, and it gets me every single time. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Evil. <laughs> Aside from Mike Myers, he doesn't have. I don't know how you feel about his British accent, but uh, oh man, which. We just saw the third one, and that one has... Oh, I'm drawing a blank on him. He is British, though. He plays Austin Powers' dad, Nigel Powers. Oh, God. I haven't seen the movie for so long. The Dutch. If there's anything I can't stand in this world, 
It's people who are inconsiderate of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Michael Caine. There we go. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Of course. Dr. Evil. Beautiful. (laughs) Okay. Well, then, Mark, unless there's anything else, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Yeah, thanks for interviewing me and uh, offering me the opportunity to spout some uh, nonsense about my band, John. Massively appreciated. You're quite <laughs> welcome, sir. <laughs>